0: Thanks for joining us online today. If you'd like to be a part of the conversation, we would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We hope that you enjoy the message. Starting a brand new series this weekend, but I want to say welcome to those of you who are watching uh, one of our services online somewhere outside of Southwest Florida. Love that you're being able to participate with us through the miracle called the internet, which is so cool. Also, want to say welcome Plantation Campus, and then guys, welcome our new three service reality at our Gateway Campus. Come on, everybody, let's <laughs> welcome them. Let's celebrate. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love that God is moving in such an amazing. Way We're creating Space Gateway for more of your friends, more of your loved ones, more of your coworkers, more of your classmates so to experience a loving God. That's why we're doing this. So now, I love it. Eight services between Plantation and Gateway every single weekend. No excuse, baby. I love it. It's awesome. Well, guys, this is uh, the first installment of a brand new series that we're calling Love Thy Neighbor. But before we get there, uh, let me just point out the fact that before we go to the whole love thy neighbor thing, that it's Super Bowl weekend, and it turns out that my team, the Broncos, are in the Super Bowl. Woo! It's awesome. And maybe the thing I like most is thinking about the fact that Tom Brady is going to be watching from his couch, just like I am. So much fun. Now, let's talk about loving our neighbors, as ourself. This is awesome. Well, you guys, this is a brand new series. And basically, from now to Easter, we're going to talk about one of the greatest commandments that Jesus gave us through all of Scripture. And we're going a little old school King James on the look and the, the, the language, love thy neighbor. We're going kind of rolling it back a little bit. And guys, I'm so excited about this. And, and, and here's the reason why. Because Jesus has commanded us to love our neighbor. Love thy neighbor. Such a big deal. And you know what? Here's the thing. When you and I think about neighbor, like like uh, oftentimes we think about, you know, the person who lives, you know, three doors down. is always walking their dog or, you know, someone in our neighborhood, whatever. Okay, but, but the, the broader context, and I think we have to start with this idea. The broader context of loving our neighbor really is, is centering around this idea that a neighbor is anyone we come in contact with. So the person sitting next to you on an airplane might be a neighbor, right? The person that, that y- is in front of you uh, at, at, at the grocery store might be a neighbor. The person who lives down the street might be a neighbor, a coworker, anyone in need around us is our neighbor. And that's what we're talking about, love thy neighbor. And and so so here's where I want us to go this weekend, to introduce this concept of love thy neighbor. I want us to to look at a passage of Scripture where uh, the Bible really talks about this, and Jesus introduces this this idea to us. And it's found in the book of Mark chapter 12 in the Bible. So if you have a Bible or if you have a smartphone with a Bible app on it, feel free to click over there. Mark chapter 12. If not, don't worry about it. The verses will be on the screen. You'll be able to follow along there. And and let me kind of set the context of what's happening. So see, when Jesus first came on the scene, he he brought just this radical, just new teaching and style and and ideas. And, And when he came on the scene, His teaching just kind of blew people away, and there were miracles and signs and wonders that followed the teachings of Jesus, and it was just like it just held people captive. But here's what happened. The religious leaders of the day were kind of totally just blindsided by this. And so honestly, for the first really couple years of Jesus' ministry, the Pharisees, the religious guys of the day, they they struggled to keep up. Like when the iPhone came out and sort of blew everybody's mind, and then it was like, you know, all the other competitors were kind of like late to the smartphone game, and it took them a while. Okay, that kind of idea, that when Jesus came on the scene, his teachings with signs and wonders and miracles just took everybody back. But within a a year and a half or two years into Jesus' three-year ministry here on earth, the religious guys started to catch up a little bit. And so these Pharisees, religious guys of the day, started to really ask Jesus questions. And they just started to really bombard him. And I mean, like, just they wanted to debate all of the time. Like, they just wanted, like, like they had this belief that the more knowledge you could get, the more godly you were. So in Mark chapter 12, Jesus finds himself inside of this gigantic debate with the religious leaders of the day. Like a debate that would, would make all of the news networks like salivate. Like, like a debate, not a Republican or Democrat debate. No, 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 no. A debate between the religious guys of the day and Jesus. So they're in the middle of this debate, and then one of the the religious guys sort of steps forward and asks Jesus an interesting question, and that's where we pick up the story. Mark chapter 12, starting at verse 28, says this. One of the teachers of the law, the religious guys, Pharisees, came and heard them debating. Noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer, he asked him, of all the commandments, which is the most important one? So this guy is genuinely searching. And so he he likes, he's listening to this debate, likes the answers Jesus is giving. And so he kind of, you know, he raises his hand. He's like, Jesus, listen, if you could boil the whole thing down to one, like what's the most important, like what's the greatest commandment? What is the one? Verse 29. The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel. The Lord our God, the Lord is one. So in other words, he's saying right off the bat, listen, there's not a bunch of little G gods running around, like everything's not a God, okay, we're not supposed to worship all of that. No, 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 there is one God, and he is the Lord Almighty, he is one God. Then he gives them a command, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. But then here's what I want us to see. Jesus doesn't stop there. In the very next breath, look what he says, verse 31. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. And then look at this phrase. There is no commandment, singular, greater than these, plural. Did you catch it? The, the religious guy asked him for one. Tell us what the most important, the one commandment is. And Jesus said, Hang on, hang on, hang on. It's not a this, it's a these. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Verse 32, look at the response of the religious guy. Well said, teacher. to which don't you think jesus is like thanks appreciate the vote of confidence that's awesome appreciate thanks anything else positive you'd like to say because i'm god like it's awesome what i just said is awesome and this guy's like dude that was amazing (laughs) yeah i know amazing (laughs) well said teacher the man replied you are right like his eyes are being opened. you are right in saying that god is one and there's no other but him, and to love him with all your heart, and with all your understanding, and with all your strength. And Jesus, if I do say so myself, you're right to say that we're to love your neighbor as yourself. This guy's just going on and on. It's, all of this is more important, look what he says, than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. Like, this guy is having a moment. Jesus just blew his mind. And he's like, Yes! That's it. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. Like, that's way better than like sacrificing animals and doing all of these burnt offering things. That's totally better. Look what Jesus says. Verse 34. When Jesus saw that he had answered wisely. Now, let me stop here because these pronouns can get a little confusing. Okay. This is not saying that Jesus thought that Jesus, he, had answered So it's not like Jesus is sitting there going, wow, I'm surprised. That was a really good answer I gave him. Okay, Jesus didn't surprise himself. Again, he's God. Like he knew his answer was wise and amazing. So what was he surprised at, so to speak? He was, he was looking on going, this guy's answer back to me was wise. Then he goes on, look. So he said to him, you are not far kingdom of God. And then from then on, I love this part. Nobody dared ask him any more questions. They're like, no, 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 man, you win the debate. Hashtag Jesus wins the debate. I love it. But notice what it says. It says that Jesus is listening to this guy and they're having this interaction. And it says that when this guy responds back, Jesus looks back at him and says, listen, you are this close to Religious guy from truly grasping what I want for your life. Jesus said, You're so close to the kingdom of God. You're so close. See, Jesus could see into this guy's heart, and he could see that he was so close to truly getting it, but he was missing one small piece of the puzzle, and that was getting beyond himself and living it out. By loving others to the same degree that he loved and preferred himself. And Next Level Church, listen, you know that our theme this year is live it out. And that's why basically from now to Easter, we're going to be talking about this one all-important part of our faith that we can miss if we're not careful. Because see, here's what the Bible says. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's the starting point. But that's not it. It's not a this, it's a these. And love your neighbor as yourself. Four observations. When you came into your service this weekend, you're handed a bulletin. Pull that out. Inside of there is a slip of paper with some fill-in-the-blanks. I want to give us four observations about loving thy neighbor. Four observations that we can make from this story that have everything to do with us. And here's the first one. Number one, write it down. Our faith begins with loving God, but it is deepened by loving others. Our faith begins by loving God, but our faith is deepened by loving others. See, here's what we have to understand. First of all, our faith begins by loving God. That's the starting point of our faith that it's not about good works, it's not about us trying hard, it's not about us earning our way into the good graces of God. No, no, no. The Bible makes it very, very clear that salvation is a gift from God, that we are not saved from sin by our good works. It's not a scale where we just, well, if my positives or my pluses and good things are better, one better than my minuses, then God will let me in. Wrong. The Bible says that we've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God, but it's, it's when we say yes to a relationship with Jesus Christ, that is the starting point, salvation, of our faith. That's the beginning of love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. But that's just the beginning. But see, here's the problem. The problem for us is we're human, and human nature is... That you and I, when left to ourselves, will naturally, over time, turn inward. It's just human nature. It's not a bad thing. But here's the deal. We have to fight against that. that. See, there's this thing inside of us that the longer we are in faith, the longer we walk with Jesus Christ, the greater the temptation or tendency, really, to turn inward. To to make our faith all about ourselves. It's it's like a moving walkway in an airport that I spend a, a, deal, a good deal of time in airports these days. And I always love the airports where they have those moving conveyor belt, moving walkways, okay? And let me just say this, all right? There are clearly two lanes. The lane on the right is marked, in English, stand. And the lane on the left is marked, walk. So listen, if you want to stand in any capacity, including standing in faith, that's fine. But for those of us who want to walk in faith, move it to the right so we can get by on the left, okay? Because there's a better than good chance if there's a moving walkway, I'm going to be the guy behind you who's pulling his suitcase going, coming on the left, coming on the left, stand on the right, coming on the left. I'm walking it out, people. I'm walking it out. And if you don't stand in faith to the right, I will run you over in Jesus' name, of course. Just kidding. Okay, here's here's the fun part. The reason why I love those moving walkway deal is you don't have to walk. You can just stand there and do nothing, and it will move you along further toward the destination of where you're trying to go. But see, here's the deal. That's a great metaphor of, of, of human nature and of our culture, that turning inward, that the longer we are in Christ, the longer we're in relationship with God, the more of a tendency, a pull like that moving walkway is going to be to pull us toward internal looking, internal focus, inter- making, it, uh, making our faith all about us. And yes, we're supposed to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Yes, but that's not the end. Knowledge acquisition is not all there is. It's, that's the beginning of it. But the way our faith is really, truly blossoms is where we get our eyes off of ourselves and keep focusing outside of ourselves. And the way we do that is by serving, loving others as we love ourselves. And see, here's the thing. Not only is that a, a danger and a, and a tendency with us individually but the truth is in terms of how long we the longer we walk with Christ but the truth is the end result for a lot of churches like ours who are growing and maturing is that eventually we as a church will start to spend way more time and money and energy and effort catering to those who are already here instead of those who are not here yet It's just a tendency of nature. It's a moving sidewalk that moves us that way. And so we as a church and as the individuals who make it up have to constantly be fighting against that. See, go back to the Pharisees. These guys were not bad guys. They They were religious leaders. The whole reason they got into it is because they had a desire to love the Lord their God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. That was why they got into the whole deal to begin with. But what happened? What happened was, over time, they changed. Over time, they started to insulate and isolate. And over time, they put their head down and started focusing only on themselves. And listen, Next Level Church, listen. We must guard against this because it is the natural pull and tendency for every single one of us who are followers of jesus listen show me someone who wants to go deeper and i will show you someone who has lost touch with the outside world and serving others and suddenly we start hearing things, and they start saying things like, This church isn't meeting my needs. Well, this church isn't deep enough. I'm not being challenged here like I once was. Guess what? You're right. You know why? Because we have let our faith experience become centered on us, and that is not what Jesus modeled, and that is not what Jesus wants. It's just not. That's not. Here's the second point. Write this down. Number two, knowledge acquisition is not enough. Yes, we are called to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength without a doubt. But we are also called to love our neighbor as ourselves. We are not called to just sit around and learn and be fed. We are called to get up and love and serve others. You know what you call someone who only sits and eats and sits and eats? Obese and dangerous. And it's not okay. And my fear is, next level church, that if we're not careful, we will sit and eat and sit and eat and make it all about us and let it be me centered, me centered, me centered. And knowledge acquisition will never fill you up. You will never get where God wants you to go. We will never experience the fulfillment God wants if all we do is love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Yes, but that's not it. And love your neighbor as yourself. Love thy neighbor. What did the disciples do? Jesus straight up modeled this for us. When he called his disciples, he had three years to train them. And let me tell you what he didn't do. He didn't call his 12 disciples and then say, guys, here's what we're going to do. For the next 50 or for the next three years, 50 hours a week, I want you guys to come in, sit down in rows, and and I'm going to teach you, and we're going to systematically go through it all, and I'm going to teach and teach, and you're just going to take note after note after note after note after note That's not the model Jesus used. You know what he said? If you want to be my disciples, then you got to get out there. What was the model of Jesus to make his disciples more like him? It was to push them out and to say, hey, I want you guys to experience it. I want you to participate. They tried. They failed. And that was exactly what Jesus wanted for them to do. Jesus understood that knowledge acquisition, sitting in rows, and only taking would never develop them into who he needed them to be. It's... This is a snicker bar. Okay? You know, because I know you're not going anywhere for a while. <laughs> Just kidding. That's a really funny joke, though. I'm totally not going to get the credit I deserve for that. Okay, <laughs> what would you do for a... Oh, wait, that's Klondike bar. <laughs> here's the deal. Here's the deal. This is a Snicker bar, and, and according to the packaging here, the ingredients of a Snicker bar are milk chocolate, yum, sugar, my personal love language, cocoa butter, that sounds cool, chocolate, skim milk, lactose, <laughs> milk fat, Ooh. soy, lecithin, less, le, le, lecithin, less, well it ain't less of fat, okay, it's less of thin, I can see it right there, artificial flavor, thanks for clearing that up, peanuts, corn syrup, Sugar, I thought we already said that. (laughs) Palm oil, which is cool because we live in Florida, that's cool. Skim milk, said that one. Lactose, said that one. Partially hydrogenated soybean oil. Get you some of that. (laughs) Salt. Egg whites. Oh, thank goodness we didn't put the egg yolks in there or this would have been unhealthy. (laughs) And artificial flavor okay here's here's a deal if we wanted to thanks to this thing called the internet which is not just a passing fad by the way I think it's here to stay <laughs> you and I could spend the next several years hours a day weeks on end if we wanted to studying all of these ingredients I mean you and I, if we wanted to, you and, you and I could actually, like this whole lecithin thing in here, the soy lecithin. I bet you there's enough information out there that you and I could sit in a classroom for 12 hours, 20 hours, 200 hours and only study soy lecithin. And learn everything about it. Learn the molecular structural and how the, the compound works and how it all affects the other things that are in here. And all these ingredients and what the original Greek word was for lecithin if there was a Greek word for it. We could study and study and study and study and study. For years. Or, there's nothing wrong with that. But the minute we... Open it up and simply take a bite, everything changes. Listen, yes, study your faith. Yes, learn. Yes, we should. That's part of it. Yes, absolutely. If you want to study the ingredients, great. But listen, no amount of studying the ingredients will ever be, make up for taking a bite and actually experiencing what a snicker bar is. And that is what Jesus is talking about. He's saying, listen to my followers, if you want to be my disciple, if you want to be discipled, if you want to experience discipleship, if you want to be a part of that, it's not just about learning about the ingredients. It is about taking a bite, getting in the game, loving your neighbor as yourself, serving somebody else, getting your eyes off of your own faith, and putting them on someone else, taking a bite. When you do that, everything you know about a snicker bar will instantly change and be enhanced everything. That's what he intends. That's what he intends. Number three, write it down. Listen, Jesus didn't just answer the question. He added an and one. Jesus didn't just answer the question. He added an and one. Did you see it? The guy asked him, what is the greatest commandment? Singular. Jesus added a second one. Why? Why did Jesus not just answer, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength? Why did he add and love your neighbor as yourself? You know why? Because Jesus wanted to be clear, not only to those who were in the room that day listening, but to every single one of us for now 2,000 plus years who have been listening and reading and watching the life and ministry of Jesus. Jesus wanted to be clear in no uncertain terms that we cannot ever fully live the first commandment unless and until we're living the second one too. It's both. It's and one, which is a basketball term. Some of you enjoy watching basketball. I'm an Indiana boy, so I grew up watching basketball. I love it. You understand this term. Basically, what what and one means is is basically when a guy goes up in basketball and he takes a shot, and if somebody fouls him while he's taking the shot and he makes it, then he not only gets the two points for the basket— but he gets an and one. He gets a free free throw that he gets to shoot without anybody in his face. He gets an opportunity to make another, a third point, an and one. Make the basket and one. So listen, that's what God wants for our life as well. Yes, make the shot. Get the two points. Yes, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, but take the and one as well. Make the free throw too. love thy neighbor. This weekend, you notice on your chair, reach down, grab that. This is an and one card right here. It looks like, well, this. Okay, reach down, grab that. Okay, pull that out. Everybody, 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 every husband, every wife, every man, every woman, every teenager. If you can hear my voice right now, grab this and one card. Because starting this weekend, we are introducing this phrase and one across our church. And here's the reason why. This is a phrase that we hope will literally be around for a long, 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 long time. Because we believe it is essential to our faith. We believe we cannot, as followers of Jesus, reach our full potential in Christ. Until and unless we have an and one. So we as a church want want to give you an on-ramp as easy and as, as efficiently as we possibly know how to do. That you can discover and find out what your and one is because we're all called to and one we want this to be a place where you can use your talents your giftings your passions your abilities to for, to serve someone else for god's glory so pull out that card come on and here's here's what we do we want you to fill this out and our campus pastors will tell us here in a, in a few minutes uh, toward the end of the service um, what exactly we're going to do with these cards. But we want every single person, so every, even if you're a married couple, each, each one of you, okay, so there's a pin about every third chair uh, in the service that you're sitting in because we figure some of you came and you're, like, ready to write stuff down. And some of you are like, what's going on? Okay, well, we got you covered. We got a pin, okay. Everybody start filling this out, okay. And this is very, very simple because we want to we take a, what's the text, we're, audit, no, we don't want to audit. That's horrible. Nobody wants audited. We don't nobody wants to get audited, Matt. Okay. A survey, that's no funny. This is a caucus. We're caucusing. We're, it's a, if you didn't know what caucus was this week either, this is, might be what it is. I don't even know. We might be caucusing right now. This is incredible. We just caulked. Okay, okay, grab the card. Okay, ready? This is, this, we want to make this as simple as possible. Everybody, if you're a teenager, every man, woman, okay, here we go. Ready? And we, we want you to, everybody, fill this out. Okay, this is so important to our church. Okay, name, that's an easy one. Email, you should know that. Phone number, you can look. Okay, look up what your number is. Okay, your kids probably, they have it in their phone. It'll be fine. Okay, ready? What campus do you attend? Okay, everybody look up. Look around. Where are you? Okay, check that box right there. I'm telling you, this is easy, people. Check that box. Okay, check what it, boom, there you are. Okay, have you attended Discover? All right, now this one might be a little tricky. Okay, so stay with me here, ready? Okay, can you think of a time when you went to what we call Discover? (gasps) I did. Okay, if you did, then you check yes. Okay, if you can't think of a time, Go ahead and check no. (laughs) Okay, that's your, it's probably pretty, t- it's pro- that's a solid answer. Okay, right there. Okay, are you currently serving? So even if you're serving, okay, mark yes or no, and then the, the bottom there is, where are, if you are, then where are you serving? Guys, listen, everybody, even if you're already serving, we want you to fill this card out. This is our and one, because at both of our campuses, we want to make sure that our campus teams know how to help you take your next step. This is as easy as it possibly can be, so everyone, okay, everyone except, if this this is your first second or third time then you fill out your connection card okay but for everybody else we've got to fill this thing out and one why because it matters so here's my question to you what's your and one what's your and one do you know some of you your and one is leading a group and you've signed up to lead a group in our March semester of our our next level groups that we have here some of you it's it's serving downtown and you're in a group that goes downtown and serves uh, the residents down there. Some of you, you serve on a weekend team. And so you serve at NLC Kids or in guest services. And, you know, or you serve on safety team or parking team. Or you serve, you know, maybe uh, you serve um, as a collide mentor on Wednesday nights. Maybe you serve during the weekends and, and you're a part of that in our velocity, our middle school. Listen, here if you serve on a weekend team, we have a philosophy around here that we call attend one, serve one. Attend one, serve one. And here's what that means. We, that means that we believe that if every one of us are doing our and one, then none of us should have to do an and two. It is not okay that some of us are having to do an and two or and three and serve like all three services on a weekend or do what? Okay, listen, that's not, that's not God's perfect will. God's perfect will for our church is that every one of us would serve in such a way, and that for those of us who serve on a weekend team, that we would have an and one. That's what God wants. He wants every one of us to find our and one and plug in there. And we want to help you personally discover what your and one is this week. So make sure you fill out that card. Number four, write it down. Here's why all this matters. Number four, here's why because the command that Jesus gave us to love our neighbors as ourselves is a difficult one, but it's a doable one. He wouldn't have said to do it if we couldn't do it. And what I mean by that is it's difficult because did you catch it? The command actually says love thy neighbor as yourself. Wow. Okay, here's the deal. That's deep. All right, if you want deep Figure out how to live your life in such a way that you are serving those around you to the same degree that you are serving and preferring yourself. Then you'll be as deep as Jesus. That's the command. Love thy neighbor as yourself. See, we want everyone here at Next Level Church to have an ownership mentality of the vision that God has called us to. And the easiest way to know... Whether you have an ownership mentality, whether you're leveraging your and one or not, is just to, to, to listen to your language. It happened last week. Sarah and I, we've announced, you know, we're launching our third uh, campus at Coconut Point Movie Theater in September of this year, and standing outside of some of our services last weekend, it, people would walk up, and they'd go, boy, I'm so excited for your church, and I just want to look back and go, no, 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 this is not, this is not a math, this is not a yard, like, this is not a few of us, no, no, no. This is my church. Listen, the fastest way to know if you have an ownership mentality, the vision of Next Level Church is to listen to your language because we don't want you to walk around and go, I like that church or, yeah, your church. No, 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 this is my church, man. We are in this together. That's what God wants. He wants us to have an and one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. Love thy neighbor. That's what we're up to. Let's pray together Come on bow your head Whatever service you're in And let me ask you a question Maybe you've come into this place today And you've never taken step one Which is to love the Lord your God You've never crossed that line of faith And invited Jesus to come in And forgive you of your sin And make you into a new creation See the Bible says That every one of us Have fallen short That, that means that we're imperfect we that's We're sinners and the Bible says that if you and I will believe that what Jesus did on the cross was payment for our sin and confess that, that he would come in and forgive us. And so whatever service you're in, I'm going to invite our campus pastors to just come up on stage with me right now. And If you've never said yes to your relationship with Jesus Christ, this can be your day. This can be your moment. And I'm going to count to three. If you want to say yes to your relationship with Jesus Christ, would you just very, very subtly, just would you just slip your hand up right where you're seated? Come on, one, two, three, right now. Awesome, wow, thanks. Fantastic, fantastic. There are hands going up. Just put it up high. Awesome, just keep it up just for a second. Anybody else? Come on, every service, whatever service you're in, come on, front to the back, whatever you're in, awesome. I want to pray for you. Jesus, you see these hands that are being raised this weekend, and Lord, we lift our hands to acknowledge that we are sinners and that we need a Savior And Lord, thank you that you came to this earth. You died on a cross so that we could be forgiven. And by raising our hand right now, we say yes to a relationship with you. And God, thank you that your word says you come into our life. You forgive us of our sins. You make us into a new creation. And you say that we are no longer far away, but we are adopted in as sons and daughters of God. And so, Lord, we lift our hands and say yes to you today in Jesus' name. And then, God, I pray for every single one of us who are part of Next Level Church, God, I pray that you would help us to take the steps you want us to take in the coming days, that we might discover our and one, and start truly living the greatest command to love you with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love our neighbor as we do ourselves. I pray this in Jesus' name, and everybody in every service who agreed said, Amen. If your life has been impacted through this ministry, we would love to hear your story. Send us an email to nextlevelchurch.com. We're always encouraged to know how God is using this ministry to change lives. Also, if you want to support what God is doing here, you can do so through our website, nextlevelchurch.com. Your generosity is making an impact here and around the world. Thank you so much for joining us online and have a great week.